0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Now, back to Your Tech Report. We're back on Your Tech Report. Marco Flalo in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Thank you so much for being along for the ride. If you want to get in touch with us, it's contact at yourtechreport.com. Of course, do check out our YouTube channel and subscribe to the podcast Just search your tech report and you will find it all. Our next guest is the uh, chief commercial officer of a very cool company that uh, landed on my doorstep called V Labs. Spencer Honeyman, welcome to your tech report. Thank you for joining me.
2: Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Excited
1: to be here. I'm excited to have this conversation because I think that when you look back at 2022, the the one thing that stands out. And this is kind of like when I talk to my son. My son, my son's very funny because um, he could have the best day in the world, but something bad happens somewhere around three o'clock, and that's all he focuses on. in 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 retrospect, and in 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 you know, in contrast, you know, we look back at the year, and all we're thinking about and the entire narrative is about. AI and, and Chat GPT because that's what ended off 2022. No one remembers anything before. No one cares about iPhones. No one cares about f- flying cars. Nothing. It's all about AI and how it impacts our life, which is a very suitable introduction to our conversation here because V Labs is a company in, in the. I'll let you describe. You know what? You describe what V Labs does in in the most comprehensive way you can or the or the simplest way you can then we'll dive even deeper
2: yeah absolutely um and i think the recency bias isn't just your son i think it's all of us so (laughs) um i'm there with you excited to talk to you mark and obviously your audience uh listen to a lot of your content and i think there's some interesting uh, discussion at today. So what do we do what do we care about at V? We wake up every morning really excited about our mission of helping people live healthier and active lifestyles by leveraging data and AI. Um, and the way we do that is working with industry leaders across healthcare. So think chronic condition management, whether it's diabetes, MSK, digital therapeutics, kidney disease management, whether it's keeping you engaged at your health club or your digital nutrition coaching service really across the board, any repeatable health program, we use AI to supercharge not only those businesses, but the humans behind them, right? Whether it's a health club staff member, a nurse, a doctor. So we believe AI not only can uh, be like chat and answer your questions for you, but also can give a nudge to your coach or your trainer and help them better serve the end customer or you.
1: Really at the core of AI is data, right? It's all about the analytics and the information that we collect and how we can program computers to use that information in ways that we just can't process as quickly or we can't necessarily make the comparisons of such. When I think about health, there are so many data points that are collected throughout our lives. If you look at just an individual, for example, let alone the healthcare industry, that could be used to our advantage and aren't this takes those data points and actually turns them into something that becomes extremely usable and relevant to not only our lives but all these different industries where did this idea come from where did this start
2: yeah so really interesting story um and bear with me it's going to be an interesting uh, connect the dots journey but i think it's it's pretty cool so our founder his name is omar yofe He was the head of the Israeli Air Force Tech Innovation Branch. And there was this very real problem. Uh, A lot of people have seen the new Top Gun movie for fighter pilots and jets when they would maneuver quickly or they'd pull Gs or lose altitude at a rapid rate. Uh, it could lead to loss of consciousness and catastrophic results. You don't want to be unconscious uh, flying an F-22. And full disclosure, never flown one, get nauseous on roller coasters. So this is, uh, this is their company roots, not my roots. And uh, long story short, they developed this technology that used sensors to measure what was going on in the pilot's body through the forehead and inner ear. And also had an AI, quote-unquote, voice coach, a digital coach that was providing voice coaching or even taking control of the jets to keep pilots safe. And so that's actually the origin story. And that technology of using sensors, and most importantly, all these different data sets, not just for you, but for all different types of people and running thousands of different simulations of what that data can mean in the future, um, was then applied to health. And there's a long story, but I'll skip uh, the middle chunk. Uh, But where we landed was we saw this massive problem I think I could relate to it when I joined V four plus years ago and and teamed up with Omri that like being healthy is hard, Uh, I think number one. And it's like, if you think of any membership you have or subscription, like keeping my Netflix subscription and uh, watching the new trash reality TV, a lot easier than getting to the gym every day. Right. And so nudges of data, not only on me, but of lookalikes of me, let's call it digital twins. And knowing what may happen in advance and enabling those businesses and the people that serve the end user to be proactive and personalized to me in an efficient, effective way, that's really the problem we're trying to solve. So it's all about engagement and retention and ongoing use of uh, challenging problems we all face uh, on our health journeys.
1: So correct me if I'm wrong in in this statement, but basically, um, you know, using historical data on people that are like me. Your technology, your software as a service, is able to basically predict various things I might or may not do. In this case, for example, if I sign up for a gym membership, knowing my profile, and I know it's not you know a hundred percent me, but it's pretty damn close to it, yeah. you're able to then go to a you know a gym owner, for example, and say this guy's likely to not come back after the second visit, or he's likely to not do this, and then use that data. <clears throat> excuse me, to provide them with tools to nudge me to get me back over that hump, is that correct?
2: Yeah, and, and so I, correct, and I think a couple of key things, and I'm gonna get, oh, we can nerd out here, this is the right totally. place to nerd this out. this is the place uh, to okay, do it. Do so. so we provide a software as a service that's AI powered that sits between a data set that's fully de-identified. So I don't know your mark, I know your member one, two, three, four, so we're not like, no personal information,
1: nothing, yeah, yeah it's I'm not.
2: fully anonymized. And then whatever tools their team is using, so their CRM tool, their email tool, their coaching tool, to provide, just like you said, predict who may disengage or churn weeks or months in advance. And then we also give them a framework to configure and test different interventions, which could be an automated email, but it could also be a nudge for a staff member to give you a phone call and say, hey, Mark, how's it going with your goals? And so I think it's it's those two pieces. It's, getting ahead of it before that disengagement happens because it's really hard to get someone back. And then like you said, your digital twin, what works best with similar people like Mark? Is it offering a free PT session? And the same type of concept is for, if we work with one of the largest health plans in the world and they're trying to keep people in a diabetes management program, those predictions and insights on time of day, day of week, what nudge is best for a nurse to care for that patient, same concept for fitness and healthcare.
1: I find this I find this super fascinating because it's it's AI to a different level and just a whole different way of looking at the use case of it, which which is what excites me, and I think which is what excited a lot of people when when they were introduced to ChatGBT you know, just before the new year, was the possibility, and this is really showing a use case for the possibility of AI that I've never really even seen before, and I think other people haven't. So, I see the use case, and it makes sense, for example, in the gym model, but thinking out of the box, and I'm sure you guys already are there, you know, thinking insurance, um, knowing when you sign someone up to be able to say, okay, this is the profile of this person, we can pretty much guesstimate what this guy's going to cost us down the road so we can use it to price our model. But um, not only that, and we can talk more about that, but I'd like to bring it down to the consumer level. And me as a human being, I hear all these things, I'm like, okay, that's great, it's a great way to get people get me back in the door. But I know some people are, and the pessimists out there are going to go, okay, great, it's a great, another opportunity for someone to try to sell me something or, or to, to get me, which everybody's going to look at, at, at that perspective anyway. But as a consumer, as someone who, uh, listen, I'm a perfect example, I want to get in better shape. I the motivation is is the biggest factor, and I can admit it, so maybe that's the first step in, in getting over the hump. Um, it, it's, it's the motivation and the and, and time of day. Everybody believes they don't have enough time to get it done. So from a consumer point of view, how can this make my life a bit easier?
2: Yeah, I think it's a good question. And from a company mission and the way we try and think about things through a lens of the businesses we serve, it's all about the end user. Because if you can't motivate them, and keep them with the program, then from both a business and health perspective, you're, you're not gonna see what you want. So from a consumer level, um, I think uh, I'll put myself in the same bucket as you. I wanna be healthier and I wanna stay, stay healthier. Yeah. And what do I not want? I don't want like personalized uh, health data, for example, to be out there in the world. But if we think about it today, like we control to some extent data that we want to view right so take for example my iphone that i have sitting next to me mm-hmm. so if you look at health kit for example it's tracking if my phone's on me steps depending on uh what other tech and wearables you have it can be sleep you can log nutrition so some people are already tracking data for themselves today to be able to view or they can look at my fitness pal or a nutrition tracker like a stronger you nutrition coaching service etc cetera, um, and that's great. But a lot of it's manual, right? And then it's what do I do with that data? And so I think what's interesting about AI as a consumer is, hey, if there's data that's available on me and people like me, and that can be used to help provide insights and tips and learnings so I can live a healthier lifestyle, that's where I get excited from a consumer level. And I think where we're focused is we're not saying use V. A consumer wouldn't use V, but if we can be the industry-leading AI to power the services you use, where data is needed to provide you as a consumer that personalized and proactive experience, um, that's really our goal. And so when I see things like Let's take it outside of health for a second because I think AI is really everywhere. Yeah. Like when I go into my uh, Netflix and it says like for, the for you, and I'm like, it's, it's getting pretty good. Like they know uh, <laughs> my wife and I might watch uh, some television that I wouldn't be proud to share on, on your show, right? Yeah. Um, some trash TV. But it's the same thing with the, my Spotify music, etc. cetera. Yeah. If it can be recommendations and personalization, I, I think there's a lot of value there in making that data actionable.
1: Do you find that people are open to it, that they're, they're, it doesn't scare them anymore? Because I think there was a time, or there's still a time, and I use the Facebook example of ads being served to you after you've searched for something, because clearly it knows what you're searching for, or there's a microphone on, or whatnot, and and that is scary. Like, I don't know how many times I've taught, my wife has said, oh, I, I'm, I wanna look at this thing, never typed it into search, and suddenly it's all over Facebook. That, I don't know if it scares people as much as it annoys people. So is there a careful balance between using the data in a way that doesn't seem like it's 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 scaring us, I guess?
2: Yeah, I think like most people can relate to the fact of like if I go into Google and I search for, uh, I love hockey, so if I search for like a new hockey stick and then I go on Facebook and I see a hockey stick ad, I go, oh, like, well, that, that happens, right? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I think my we're spooky and people <laughs> don't like it. And this is my personal opinion. Um, is like, if I'm talking with you offline about hockey and I think like some way they're able to train you like that, um, without me actively searching for it, I think that's when people are like, there's that almost big brother effect of using data that I didn't give to you. And so if I give you information and then you serve things up to me, great. I think if you're using data that I'm not aware of and putting things in front of me and it's like, how, how did you know that? That's when I think people feel uncomfortable. That's where I delineate uh the consumer experience.
1: Definitely. definitely. Um, one of the shows that we produce is a show that talks about tech from a point of view of of disability and accessibility. Do you have any use cases in, in that world that you can share with us? And the answer could be no, it's fine. Um but in in the world of of making people who have a disability's lives a little bit better or or somehow in that aspect of things?
2: Yeah, definitely. So can't without some consents, Can't serve some some healthcare use cases for obvious reasons. Totally. But yeah. we work with some of the largest healthcare organizations in the world that might be your health plan if you're listening today, and they serve all different types of populations. Whether it's like wellness and fitness on one end, but all sorts of disabilities and chronic condition management. And I think um, there's AI all around us, V and and non-V related that are able to do a couple things from an accessibility standpoint. So. I'll give one example. Uh, My wife, I think she'd be okay with me sharing this. She's dyslexic, for example. So there's things Mm -hmm. like Grammarly out there that are like in your uh, your email and in your documents helping you spell, right? That's more disability versus accessibility. I think from an accessibility standpoint, there's ways to use data to help, A, understand if people are having accessibility challenges in real time, whether it's Man. software or in real life. And I think that's really cool. So to be able to sound the alarm and then very similar to like what I was talking about earlier, it's, well, then how do you serve that individual? And so I think it comes down to having data, being able to detect the problem and then use that digital twin, that lookalike of that other people's experiences to learn. And so I think pretty much across uh, a lot of the different programs that serve people that have different accessibility needs, um, data will be used more and more. Uh, to help detect and prevent and, and solve those problems.
1: Spencer, talk to me about where you guys want to be in five years from now. Do you want to be, is the goal to be, you know, integrated, you know, across every single company that's out there, all the healthcare world, like what's what's the mission as a company at the end of the day? Awesome.
2: Yeah, so our mission at V, very simply put, is we, as I said earlier, want to help people live healthy and active lifestyles, and we want to help as many people as possible. And so the best way we can do that is either you serve all consumers directly, which is not what we do. Uh, what we actually do is we wanna partner with as many health programs, plans, fitness, wellness, nutrition, mental health as well, services that serve the end consumer that require repeated behavior over extended periods of time for health benefits. And so the, the tech uh, language we would use would be, we wanna be the industry leading enterprise AI for health. We wanna help them use their data more actionably to serve consumers. And what we get excited about in the morning is not just the data crunching and the, the impact on your engagement or retention, but the actual health stories we hear through our customers, whether it's a health club saying someone lost 30 pounds or someone who was pre-diabetic no longer being diabetic. That's what I think really excites us is impacting the
1: end user that is spencer honeyman from v labs if you want to find out more check out v.co that's vi.co it is your tech report i am marco flalo in montreal with mitchell whitfield in los angeles we're going to take a quick break and come back to wrap up the show stick around
0: Do